0: This is Ed
1: McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty.
2: Live from Studio C. Hey, Senior. We're in Dimly... And today on a Monday... We're under the tutelage of our general manager. An industry where 95% of the people
1: think the same politically. Any industry. It's kind of thought-provoking, isn't it? Makes you wonder about humanity. <laughs> okay. Study humanity! Are you referring to anything in particular? Yeah, certainly the uh, TV slash entertainment industry. Last night's uh, Emmy was, Awards? Uh, yes, exactly. Okay. Yesterday, that's, that's a good point. You should point that out. Last night's Emmy Award ceremony, in which it was just like being at the Democratic National uh, Convention.
2: Tis what it is, I suppose. It is truly what it is. There's no arguing with that. It's unfortunate. I think it's another step toward we just have a whole, we have half the country that does one thing and half the country that does another So if half the country that gets involved in those kind of things, like watches those award shows and half the country that will never watch them, because why would you? You're just insulted for two and a half hours. So why would you watch? Well, what's important more than a division
1: is that while we're divided, we hate and fear each other.
2: (laughs) Anyway, Um, boy, some problems on the football field, too. Oh, no. Politics on the football field. Oh, no. Empty stadiums, low ratings. Dang it. That's another thing. I don't know what's I don't know what's going on there. Not happy. Not happy with the situation. It's a, the fabric of America being torn apart. Is that it? Torn fabric.
1: I'll be damned. Maybe it's just a zipper. Maybe we can zip it again. <laughs> Maybe it can be zipped. You don't back like up. cry when you unzip your pants, do you? I you mean, know, it's it's, just...
2: I was watching Ken Burns' uh, Vietnam thing last night, mm. watching that. And I mean, that, that was, was some, a definitely a better expenditure of your time. That was some serious tearing of the fabric of America. And, uh, you know, and uh, to a certain extent, that came back together. So it, it can happen again. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what's tearing us apart now, though. There you had something at pretty clear cut, right? Vietnam War, sure, it happened at the same time as the civil rights movement and all that sort of stuff. So, you yeah, had right. that, but uh, but what is it now? What is what is what is the thing? What is the thing? Uh, just a little early for that. Can you give me a couple minutes? Can I get uh, back to you I on just that? Wonder. Anyway, <laughs> I want to talk about the Vietnam thing. That's good, man. That's a good show. Yeah, I forgot about it. They rerun that. They probably rerun. Oh yeah, that, right. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Uh, you know what we're gonna do today? Study the world.
3: <laughs> Study the world. Alrighty,
2: let uh let us study the world. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, study the world. Yeah, we got it. Uh, let's kick off the show by introducing everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael?
4: Honestly, guys, I'm just happy to be here. I had like a life-changing experience yesterday. I was... uh, awesome. Uh, well, I was going through Found the... Jesus. No, I was going through a car wash, okay? And... Okay, you went through a car wash. You either found Jesus or you went through a car wash. No, I you got... can find Jesus at a car wash. I'm sorry I interrupted. So they tell you put your car in neutral and you get on the conveyor and the conveyor takes you through, okay? Great. Well, I I'm in there and all of a sudden I realize this is taking a long time and I have noticed that the brushes just keep going and going and going and going. Turns out I was stuck in there. <laughs> Apparently somehow the, my car came off the tracks. So I didn't I don't know how this happened. I didn't, you know, start the car up. I didn't, you know, mess with the steering wheel. Somehow I got stuck in there and I you know and I was trapped in there and this was going on going on and I was hearing people like yelling, you know, the people <laughs> I thought, You, know, you I roll never, down your
2: window and climb out the window. No, I thought did. I was never going to see my family again. I thought, you know, <laughs> I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm going to die in here. <laughs> if you're with a companion, you eat them.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Immediately.
1: <laughs> if you wait till it's too late, they're going to be all skinny and bony. And eat them the, while they're meaty.
2: If the police say, why? You say, well, I was afraid we were going to starve. You were in there for like two minutes.
4: So they use like the emergency alarm. You hear that some guy yelling, hit the alarm. And all of a sudden he hits it and there's like a big buzz. And then they come in. They say, okay, you, you've come off the track or something like that. And they Who's said, the idiot? So they say, put your car in drive and turn to the left. We're going to get you back on the track. And luckily, there's there there's a big drop. And I thought, oh, great. My car's been damaged or something. Because I can't see. All I've got is brushes and wax all over the windows. And so I can't see anything. And I was able to ma- finally get my way out of there. But um, it messed up the person's car wash behind me as well. Because I guess... They were close to me, and so it screwed up the wax, and mm. so they ended up driving. No off. wax.
0: Oh, no, they no. ended up
4: driving off with the suds all over their car, and I said, "Why aren't you going to go back?" They're all, "I'm not going through that thing. I don't trust that thing." <laughs> wax on, no wax off. So they drove down the street with all this soap suds all over their car. They just, you
2: know, left. <sighs> See, similar.
4: Well,
1: they
2: because you're yeah, yeah, a panic. terrifying experience. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to live through that. Similar to what I said uh, last week about getting stuck in an elevator. That happens to me. I think awesome. I lay down on the floor and take a nap. Same thing in the car wash. I lean back my seat. No hurry. Take uh, your time. It's your problem. If, now. It's, if it's an hour from now when you get me out of here, that'd just be awesome. I turn on the radio. I take a little map. Oh, oh wow! A- hey, email just came in. So sorry you
1: had to live through that. Signed the Florida Keys.
2: <laughs> Life changing experience, you know, don't it you though. It
0: was a charming story, Joe. Until that moment, <laughs> yeah.
2: There is positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. Sean, how are you this morning, Sean?
0: Doing very well. Uh, some uh, some Emmy-zing, uh going on last night. My predictions were mostly accurate. Yes, I was, I was, you're good at that. Felt pretty good about that. Uh, the heavy-handed nature of the show itself aside, I do enjoy seeing what uh, what the Hollywood elites finder is, is worthy of our award show fodder, and uh, seeing it's often a bellwether of what gets made in the future. It's a, As somebody who is really into the inside-the-industry stuff, I, I enjoyed, and the, the shows that I liked once, so that made it even better.
2: So many shows I wish I was watching, so many. As I heard what they're about and saw the clips of them and everything like that. There's just so much good television. But nobody's watching the same shows. I have zero conversations about television in my yeah. real life. And back in the day, you had them all the time. You know, I have a handful, as I'm not quite as uh, busy
1: raising kids and, and such these days. And all the conversations are the same. Dude, you've got to be watching X, Y, or Z. And I'll say, "Gosh, I got to get to that." Are you watching A or B? No, I haven't watched that. Then another dude'll chime in, "Are you kidding? F and G? You got to watch F or G." Yeah, and we both say, "Okay, yeah, okay." Frantically trying to make a mental note, and then that's it.
2: That's where it ends. Yeah, that's what I mean. You don't. I don't have those conversations where did you see last night, and Mm then you you talk about it. I never have those anymore. You no. used to have them
1: all the time, every day at work. Well, and even if you were watching the same show, there's absolutely no uh, you know, there's no uh, necessity that you'd be watching it at the same time. Right. You no, might be watching right. it months apart or weeks. Well, you, or
2: You didn't all watch it Tuesday time. at 8 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, there's that boo-hoo, times change.
1: You know what? It's like the car wash of life. You just keep moving along <laughs> unless you get off track, and then you're terrified. But, and, and, and You know what? The brush is hand and the rinse begins, and then the spot-free rinse is a new phase, and you just have to
2: accept it. It's more the tearing of the fabric is what it is. There's Marshall <laughs> Phillips who does our news already. Zipper. How are you, Marshall?
3: I'm done. i got to tell you, I had a weekend of joy. A weekend of joy. W O J. I I partied like a mad mamble at the radio reunion I went to this weekend, and I returned with a special present. For one, Joe Getty. Oh my, this Mr. is exciting. Getty, will you please yeah. take these two bottles?
1: Oh, not one, but two.
3: This is the new oh. and improved Clune Organics handcrafted real tonic water made with Peruvian cinchona bark. I really can't
1: <laughs> drink it, Marshall, unless it's made with per- Wait a minute, it is made with Peruvian cinchona bark. Indeed it is. It is an improved version of what I presented to you a year ago.
2: Fantastic. What's it supposed to do for for you, huh?
1: It's it's super uh like organic
0: natural tonic for and, use in for instance a cocktail. Yes, so oh, hipster, gotcha, y- yes. You make it, it automatically puts a flannel shirt on you, right? No yeah. matter what you're wearing, it makes it a flannel shirt and yes. a beard.
2: Grows you a beard, shortens your pants, does all the things you need to do. <laughs> oh,
1: I can't wait! Thank you very much, Marshall. I can't wait till my first delicious gin and tonic. Excellent, excellent. With
2: boutique. Oh, yeah. Farm-to-fork tonic.
1: Oh, yeah. It's very barky, very rich flavor, unlike mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the syrupy stuff you get from the store. Yep. Very barky. Much more advanced, much more sophisticated.
2: And I will assume that barky is a good thing.
1: Take Plus a they... sip of that.
2: You can look down on, like, 80% of the population. <laughs> awesome.
1: You finish your drink, <laughs> it's up to 90. There you go.
2: Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. How did it get to be Monday already, September the 18th, year 2017? We are Armstrong You Getty, and we approve of this program. Tearing the
1: fabric is what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm thinking it's a zipper. We'll see, though. Did Julia Louis-Dreyfus really sing about the president and Nazis? Yeah. Right. Nazis. Yeah. Nazi Really, Germany. Julia? Really? Let's begin the show now, officially, according to FCC rules and regulations and the uh, Nuremberg Congress, at Mark.
3: This will be the largest audience to witness an Emmy's, Period. Both in person and around the world.
2: There you go. That that was nutty. Sean Spicer cameo on the Emmys last night. The crowd was sure aghast. They were uh, they were shocked. If you wanted shock factor out of the crowd, they were shocked. But the inner, the Twitterverse went crazy too, and a lot of people were not happy. Oh I boy! Love to get into that Sean Spicer's cameo at the Emmys last night. What are their headlines, Marshall?
3: Al well, Trump takes on the UN. You got university professors calling for a free speech boycott, and the most talked-about person at the Emmys last night wasn't even there.
2: Stories coming up six thirty-five. Armstrong and Gibby. Yeah, I'd say. Well, he came up a lot, didn't he? <laughs> the Tangerine Tornado. How does Mailbag look? Oh, it's fine. We have weekly shower thoughts, a couple of uh, observations, uh, witticisms, etc. Observations and Witticisms is pretty much what we do for four hours.
3: Yep. Hope you can stay tuned
2: for that on the Armstrong and Getty Show. We'll play the whole bit of Sean Spicer's surprise cameo at the uh, Emmys last night. Alec Baldwin, who won an Emmy last night for portraying Trump, was asked backstage. Please, Please. go on. Uh, Alec Baldwin was asked backstage what he thought of Sean Spicer being on the Emmys. And he said, I've done some jobs and things that you shouldn't admire or respect me for either, so he and I have that in common. <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty
1: funny. <laughs> Alex Baldwin. I have referred to Alex Baldwin as a national treasure more than once. I think he is a very, very funny man. On the other hand, in in the midst of the group for which in which he was nominated to win for appearing on SNL to do Trump now and again, it was just purely... The Academy, meaning a bunch of Hollywood weasels, saying we hate Trump and he makes fun of him, so we're voting for him. The idea that he was like the greatest comedic actor doing work over the last year is just dumb. It's just, God, it was it was like the DNC convention last night. It was just it was just exhausting. Mailbag.
0: <laughs> First are those the maybe. words to this song? Yeah,
1: they are. That's <laughs> right. It was very much like the, uh, what's that Russian song? Tralala. The la 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 It's hard to think of one song while you're listening to another. Isn't my that crazy? S- my
2: son does the tra la song in bed every night. But
1: that originally had lyrics, but the Soviet censors kept rejecting them. So finally the songwriter said, all right, screw it. I'm going to get some lurch-looking weirdo to walk around and just say, tro-lo-lo-lo-lo. How do you like that, huh? So yes. The original words to this song are very very uh, very controversial. Referenced Vietnam, Richard Nixon, heroin, really? bestiality, <laughs> bestiality. Mm-hmm. Well, wow. arson, cheese whiz and a number of other controversial themes. Here are your shout thoughts, as compiled by Rich in Salt Lake City, who uh, points out he's been doing this for us for three years. Really? Very nice, yeah. It's really nice, just to be nice. Thanks, three Rich. Three years. And, you know, you stop doing it, Rich, we'll probably stop doing the, the bit every uh, Monday morning. But it's kind of fun. What's the most hated thing in... Nah, I'm not going to set it up as a riddle. Who cares? You hate your alarm, both when it works and when it doesn't. Wow. Good point. <laughs> it is surely the most hated device in the bedroom. Anybody like to make some sort of weird S&M joke or anything like that? No? Okay, moving along. I've never seen, never in my life, seen someone replace that ink stick in a pen, yet most pens are built so you can do this. I remember I got an expensive pen at one point in my life, not expensive by expensive pen standards, expensive by BIC standards. And it it had the refillability, and I thought, you know, this is really exciting. I'm going to use this pen for years and years and years. And I don't remember if I lost it or broke it or
0: moved and lost the refills, but I never refilled it. I never did. In my high school days, I used to be able to take those kind of clicky pens, and I would be able to undo them and turn, like, Work the springs around into some sort of projectile yes. thing. Oh okay. well, certainly, yeah. yeah you shoot weaponized it, your pen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot it about a desk yeah. or two away. It's good times.
2: Uh, I used to do that. I don't know if I was especially poor or what, but um, but now the modern, Very like, thrifty of you. The plastic Bic one, like the clear ones, the little blue dot at the end that you can pull out with your fingernails. Yeah, those things are like a cent a piece. Right. So <laughs> yeah. who's who's yeah. buying the refills and refilling those? Why do they still make them refillable? That's interesting.
1: Stay tuned for the news with Marshall Phillips. Marshall will be in, I'm sure, to tell us a tale about when his inkwell would run dry. Oh, that's Stay tuned unfair for that. hilarious. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> thank you, Michael. So, do you see, I think this happened on Thursday or Friday. NASA crashed the Cassini spacecraft Mm -hmm. into Saturn. Uh, We talked about that. Yeah. Uh, From Saturn's perspective, today... I presented it as a celebrity death. uh, Today, that's right, you did Very clever. Uh, From Saturn's perspective, today the human terrorist organization, NASA, just attacked them with a dirty bomb. (laughs) It's true, the Saturnians, very angry. I want to start making t-shirts with pictures of random a person's face. And the caption, not my president. (laughs) (laughs) That's
4: pretty funny. I really do like that.
1: (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Snickers commercials say, you're not you when you're hungry. Mm. But I'm always hungry, so who am I? (laughs) That's funny. And finally, this one's for Positive Sean, who likes the hippity hop music. (laughs) Rap diss tracks are essentially just two
0: grown men writing poems about each other. Insulting poems about that's each right. other. Angry yeah. poems. Yeah. Talking about how dumb the other guy is. Angry, stomping, aggressive poems. It's good stuff.
2: Did Snickers invent the term hangry? Or has that been no. around? No,
1: I believe that's been around for quite some time. Really? They just yeah. co-opted it. Well, I don't, I, and used it effectively.
2: I had, I, I don't think I'd heard it until a couple of years ago. But that's certainly a good word. Because that's a thing. There's no doubt.
1: I eat a candy bar approximately once every four years. Um, but I consider the Snickers bar to be the highest achievement in in candy technology
0: i don't really get angry when i'm hungry i get frustrated so i'm short-tempered hung straight short-tempered though yeah yeah, that's what they mean that's what they mean an honorary shower thought
1: from tina jack joe she begins joe i must tell you that i'm in love with you i can't tell you how many women write a similar sentiment into the show I must tell you that I'm in love with you. Luckily you're married and I'm gay, so there's that. Ah there's a star crossed. <laughs> We're both taken and she doesn't swing my way. Otherwise, yeah. Bear with me while I set the scene. Driving home from my Army Reserve unit, twenty years twenty-six years active duty. National Guard and Reserves and Iraqi vet. Listening to the news drone on about that traitor Chelsea Manning when I decided to turn my thoughts to something more uplifting. Uh Well, anyway, so she gets home, hops in the shower, and her sweetheart had a delicious ice-cold Coors Light in the freezer to make it extra cold for when she came home. I used to do that all the time. That's awesome. When it dawned on me, why is it that it's the thought that counts, but actions speak louder than words? Mm. Mm.
2: Mm. That's a good one.
1: Ponder this at your leisure, but know that in four and a half years, uh, we'll be taking my California pension and libertarian views and heading back to South Dakota, where I'm from and enjoying my garden and chickens. Oh, my God, can I come with you? I mean, purely platonic, obviously. I'll help tend the chickens. I'll weed the garden. We'll hang out. You'll like Judy. She's sweet. Come on! And then she invites me, uh, well, probably us, to her wedding. Uh, November the 11th. Veterans Day. How Are about you? that? KJMFWYIMJ, keep jamming my frequencies with your intellectual mumbo-jumbo. Uh, your faggoty listener, Tina and Rebecca.
2: Military, lifetime military person getting married on November 11th. Cool.
0: Yeah, that's really nice. Thanks for the note. Nice to hear from you. It's the thought that counts. Actions speak louder than words. I think the overwhelming lesson there is just shut up. Just stop talking about things. Be well, it. Don't talk about it. Be it.
1: I hope everybody's enjoying the irony as much as I am. Sean advocating
0: wordlessness. Oh, <laughs> well, not no. in, in, in your day-to-day, not in professional <laughs> Settings, of course. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm all right. Uh, ben the Libertarian says, hey, biometrics,
1: whether it's the eyeball or the face or the whatever the heck, the, uh, the thumbprint, they should replace usernames, not passwords. I got to think about that for a minute. Of course, you don't use a username on your personal device. Your username is, I bought this damn thing. It's mine. <laughs> yeah. But an interesting thought. Of course, Ben is super into making sure nobody can open your device unless you want it open.
2: I'm not worried about that happening. I'm going to use the face tech. If I ever get one of those phones, I'll hold it up to my face. Mm. The authorities are
1: going to shove it into your face and make you (laughs) give up your secrets. Are they? Yes. Okay. Clearly. And here's a topical bit of email. Uh, It's from John talking about the, uh, the pot growings in various places in Northern California specifically. Love your show, he says. Thanks, John. I loved your email. Observations from recently spending time in Eureka and Arcata. Both cities referenced in the fabulous Cracker song. What song is that? Where have all the good times gone? No, I'll think of it. Uh, An established business owner said uh, rent for industrial space is skyrocketing. Due to foreign investment into the marijuana economy, they're buying up grow space. It's driving out local businesses like mechanics, fabricators, etc. A dairy farmer said his pasture dried up due to marijuana growers diverting water upstream. A couple of longtime residents complained about the river on their property drying up due to marijuana growers diverting water and wondered what kind of toxins are being released back into the water that there is. Uh, homeless people everywhere. There's a huge divide between the wealthy marijuana growers and the people that use it. Everything that the Humboldt County residents were against 30 years ago is now part of their culture. Interesting. It reminds me of a lot of scenes across the uh, you know the rural American landscape through the years. whether it's the you know the I only know this from westerns that ended in shootouts, the the, the cattlemen versus the
2: who were they always fighting? The farmers, the sheep herders, the pot growers, I don't remember. So that's interesting. In the most famous pot county in America, it got legalized, and now they uh, at least this person feels like it's had a negative effect.
1: Yeah. Well, that sounds like neg- negative effects. And if rivers are suddenly running dry in places they haven't before, it never would have happened this year because it rained and sl- snowed to beat hell. Um, I'm familiar with a number of the rivers and streams of uh, California because I'm an avid outdoorsman. And they are flowing just fine for this time of year. So
2: that's interesting. Yeah, I have to keep an eye on that. There's enough money in uh, marijuana that uh, foreign companies or foreign countries are coming in. And... Oh, yeah. It's a huge, huge growth industry. There's got to be a point to where that stops, though, right? Or is there an unlimited desire to get high? According to my econ classes, eventually there will be enough players
1: that the profit is squeezed out of it, but right. I do not
2: know. So Marshall's got his news coming up among things we'll talk about today, man. The NFL's got problems. They got empty stadiums around or half empty or three quarters empty stadiums around uh, the country with many fewer people watching on TV. How could something go so wrong so fast? Well, I'll tell
1: you this. My three favorite teams I used to watch way too much football are in order.
2: Sucky, moving and moving. That hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, who has the time? So Marshall's news on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. It's definitely a warning, I'll tell you that. Um, so among things we'll be talking about today, so uh, we ran out of fat people to sell junk food to in America. Okay. So the companies are all <laughs> selling junk food to the rest of the world, and the rest of the world's getting really fat. So we got that story for you. The United States is tripling the size of the fortified compound in Afghanistan at great cost to U.S. taxpayers. Is this a good idea? So we can discuss that also. And is cake art a decision (laughs) the Supreme Court may have to decide? Because if it's art, then maybe you don't have to make a cake for a gay couple. So we'll get into all those things coming up. Right now, the news with Marshall Phillips. Well, President
3: Trump's in New York City. He's uh, getting ready for his first speech to the U.N. General Assembly. That's scheduled for tomorrow, but he's got meetings with world leaders today. One of the hottest topics expected to be North Korea. Just yesterday, Trump was mocking North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. Trump tweeted he and the South Korean president discussed North Korea and its ramped-up missile and nuclear testing during a conversation, writing... Asked him how Rocket Man is doing. Long lines, long gas lines forming in North Korea. Too bad! Exclamation point. Hmm. Meanwhile, the U.N. Security Council voted twice in recent weeks to tighten economic sanctions on North Korea. U.S. Ambassador to the U.N. Nikki Haley on CNN.
0: While he said this is what we can do
2: to North Korea, we wanted to be responsible and go through all diplomatic means to get their attention
4: first. If that doesn't work, General Mattis will take care of it.
3: General
2: Mattis will take care of it. Oh, wait a minute. The military option. Yeah, see, that's a problem we've gotten. I don't know if this has ever happened in 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 world history. But there have been so many leaks and so many statements by so many people that we can't really do anything, that none of that has any teeth. So McMaster yesterday I saw him on a couple of the shows, right. Nikki Haley T- Oh well, we we have plenty of options, but nobody believes it. Because so many people right. have said either behind the scenes or in front of the scenes, we don't actually have any options. So I, it just it's, it's unfortunate. Because I think in the past, in world history, you could make these sort of threats and make people quiver a little bit that you might have meant it. But now we have so many leaks and everybody's shooting off their mouth. My guess, as I shoot off mine, is that
1: Lil' Fathead has a pretty good idea where the line is. He knows if he doesn't directly attack South Korea, Japan, or any U.S. territory, we will not uh, jump ugly. I think he's made that calculation. I think he's probably right.
2: Does he, because he's got no money, sell some of this stuff to Iran? That is of yeah. concern. Or ISIS or somebody else. Right.
3: Nearly 180 UC Berkeley professors and graduate students are urging their colleagues and classmates to boycott the campus during next week's planned free speech week. The event that uh, That speaks louder than words. You could just
1: stop right there, Marshall. That is the state... Of the University of California system. It should be sold off immediately to the highest bidder. Anybody. The the University of Nevada. (laughs) Oregon. Do you want it? North Korea. You want a nice college? Come on over.
3: Free speech week scheduled to run from next Sunday through Wednesday. But the uh, UC Berkeley officials saying it might not happen because the organizers haven't paid the required fees yet. So we're still watching and waiting.
1: Well, and the, uh, they put out a big statement saying that yeah. there are forms of speech that are not protected under the First Amendment, etc., etc. Here's what this is in actuality. The far left of UC Berkeley and, you know, other places in America demand for themselves the right to regulate free speech to their purposes, Do you think for a minute they're going to regulate free speech to my purposes, or your purposes, or the purposes of of uh, Hillary Clinton or whatever? No. Let's let's break this down to its essence. They are demanding the right to limit to eliminate speech they don't like. Period. Yeah, but. It's bad speech. We just want to get rid of bad speech. You don't get that right. It's as simple as that. You don't get to decide. My God, this is dangerous. If this catches fire, and that poll we heard uh, late last week yeah. indicates, you know, it's at least smoldering, this is incredibly dangerous.
3: And, and even more than it's dangerous, it's just stupid. Most talked about person at the Emmys last night wasn't even there. That'd be President Donald Trump. He was the butt of jokes and pointed political commentary. Saturday Night Live, which made a living on political comedy at its biggest year ever, thanks to political skits and Alec Baldwin won an Emmy for his patro- portrayal rather, of Trump on SNL.
0: I suppose I should say, at long last, Mr. President, here is your Emmy. Uh, my wife and I had three children in three years, and we didn't have a child last year during the SNL season. I wonder if there's a correlation there. All oh, you meant up there, you put that orange wig on, it's birth control, trust me. Um, uh. So I'm looking at the New York Post
2: uh, editorial about the Emmys, right. which you don't see. The New York Post is a right-leaning newspaper. Colbert's smugness made this year's Emmys that much worse. Um... Uh, if you lean left, I don't know if you can even imagine what it's like to any concert you go to, any award show you watch, anything you ever do, you have to be told how stupid you are. I, I think you'd get tired of it, too. It's just I just wish they had zero politics in this sort of stuff or a little go in both directions. The whole you're an idiot if you don't agree with this thing. It's just tiring. Why? What's in it for me? Why would I ever watch one of these shows? For half the country, why would you ever watch these programs? How would you sit through three hours of being told how stupid you are?
1: Y- and, you, you know, the smugness the New York Post pointed out is a is a major facet of this. Like you say, if they recognize both sides or said, listen, uh, with all due respect to the other side, I think that DACA ought to be enshrined immediately as the law of the land. I mean, if you were to express yourself like that at a award show, I'd think, oh, okay, you're entitled to that opinion. Not sure why you brought it up, but fair enough. But it's the smugness, the, the complete lack of recognition that anybody who thinks differently
2: might not only have a point, but might be a decent human being. And might like to watch television. Yeah. So might watch like the TV shows. God, or I might like your music as you go up on stage and talk about how awful George W. Bush is. Imagine if you're a, a Barack Obama. Every concert you go to, half the concert is talking about how stupid and evil Barack Obama is. You watch the Oscars. The whole show is about how stupid and evil Barack Obama is. You can't imagine it, can you? But that's the way it is with Trump. That's the way it was with George W. Bush. Just, it's tiring. It's very tiring.
3: There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall
0: Phillips here. I'm Strong and Getty Show. The voice of the West. I don't think you would like it. I don't think you would enjoy it. Just from a humorous perspective, it's, it's lazy joke telling, and there hasn't been a, a new Trump joke in about six months, but oh, they all yeah. feel compelled to kind of play Mad Libs, fill in the punchline with it. I, I don't get it. It was exhausting. It was exhausting. That's exactly the right word. My my sweet
1: wife finally said, "This is just awful. I can't take this," and left.
2: Uh, yeah, and uh,
1: she's no Trump
2: fan. Oh, but the ratings are good. Like Colbert's show's got you know higher ratings than he ever had before. So. All right, fine. You
1: can um, do whatever you want with your business, but I, I don't want to patronize it anymore. Yeah, it's just... I would not have been watching yesterday no freaking way if I did not have this job. Oh, right. And right. I kind of wish I, you know, I, I I resigned halfway through, but then recalled the email, whatever that means.
2: Some of the NFL took it a further step in terms of uh, mixing politics with the entertainment shows. We can talk about that among other things, too. And the fat Brazilians I mentioned earlier, hooking the world on junk food. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I want to talk about the uh, New York Times front page Sunday story yesterday it was about this new compound we're building in uh, Afghanistan, Kabul, three times the size green zone that we had before. Great expense. Yeah, I read
1: about that over the uh, the weekend. And um, it's pretty clear we're going to be there for decades. Uh,
2: yeah. Without us talking about it or voting for it. But more. Oh, than no, 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 later.
1: no, no, no. We voted for it in 2001.
2: All right. That's right. That's right. That's a, a point of order. Before I get to the story about how we're hooking the world on junk food, I suppose this fits with it. At the, at the end of this little segment, I will pay off this trivia question. Wow. This is, this is fun. It's a good format. And this was in a, an article about fashion because uh, uh, fashion designers and companies that make clothes have finally caught on to this. They're, 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 they're late to the party, but finally caught on to it. What is the average woman's dress size in the United States? Hmm. Have that for you in a couple of minutes. Um so we're we're about as fat as we can get apparently. Oh it sounds like a bet to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually down several pounds. Congratulations. Thank you. Have you done anything to do that? It was yeah. it was on purpose. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. No dread disease here. Oh yeah, that's right. I, I meant to mention that I have AIDS. No, it's, no, I oh, no. may have noticed, I'm, I'm probably... I no longer have a left forearm.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. How do you... As the uh, schoolyard joke used to go, how do you get rid of fifteen pounds of ugly fat? Cut off your head.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was on purpose. Uh, well, congratulations. Thank you. But we're 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 about as fat as we can get. So there's been a real uh, slow in the growth of sales for a lot of your your junk food. Fast food and junk food. Oh, I see what you're saying. And yeah, so okay. all the big companies have decided, well, you know, the, the rest of the world's our market now. These people are hungering for crap. They don't even know how great crap can be until you get hooked on crap and eating crap all the time. And so they're going on all these countries, and guess what's happening? Everybody's getting fat. And they had the example in the uh, in the NYT of Brazil, where they're so much heavier than they were in just a couple of years ago. Oh my this God. is brilliant.
0: I, the Americans finally tired of seeing how we rank at the bottom of all these obesity rankings <laughs> right. in various countries. Right? There's two ways to win a race, right? You right? can either train yourself and get faster, or you can shove rocks in the pockets of the people that <laughs> right. you're racing against, make them slower. Now, all of a sudden, we're not last. We're all tied. There's yeah. offense and there's defense. To me, this is playing defense. It's a brilliant maneuver by the, by the United States america so in brazil they're getting uh,
2: the stuff in the grocery stores it's not good for you the processed stuff that's fast and cheap and easy to make right and the mcdonald's and all that sort of stuff and guess what they're all getting way fatter than wow look people.
1: at that brazilian girl wearing a thong she's not wearing a thong that's a regular bikini <laughs> oh oh <laughs> it, that's something you know uh, you know what judy and i are, are doing one of the things we're doing is eating uh, less well, yeah, there's that, but we're uh, we're kind of kicking it uh, kind of Mediterranean style. But we're we've totally eliminated like the American factory diet, the food conglomerate, unnaturally delicious, weirdly chemically enhanced food. Just you know, it's just real food. We're just eating real food, and it's it's fantastic. Takes a little getting used to. Everything's not as sweet or salty or. You know, tangy or whatever. Because right. that's unnatural. Nothing that ever grew on earth tastes like that.
2: Yeah, we have these little bags of chips. My my wife buys the variety pack. And it's got like a little Cheetos, a little Doritos, a little whatever. And it's man, a variety my, of death. My kids love those things. I mean, it's a treat for them to get one. Like after uh, after they eat good and get a lot of exercise, they get to have one little bag of Lay's potato chips. has got like eight chips in it. They just freaking love them. There's nothing else, there's no, other, there's no food on earth that you, that you love that way.
1: Right. It's decades of scientific research and lust for profit, period. Your, your health, your well-being, That it just doesn't enter into it. Yeah, I remember. And, and it is, it is inexplic- well, it's, it's completely ill-advised to have developed a diet based on those two factors, which we have as a society, because it's in front of us,
0: it's marketed to us, and it's really, really good. Yeah, I remember a 60 Minutes piece where they, they actually went inside one of those food-flavoring kind of factories. where they, oh, yeah, that was huge. They specifically not only designed the flavors to give you a sense more vibrant than any sort of, quote, natural food, but then they engineer that flavor to disappear immediately. <laughs> right. So, right. so you want of... to, oh, I need I to take another bite. And I need the, to oh, take another bite. And
2: the only thing you can do to combat that is to not eat it in the first place. Right. Because once you take a bite of that stuff, it's tough, right? You just you just can't take a bite of it. But, but it anyways, doesn't take long to wean yourself off. We're getting people. Uh, we're getting people fat mm. all over the world. It's, fat. it's it's not good. Oh, and here's your here's oh, the yeah, answer I was to the question. Say
1: yeah, our exciting new format. The average woman's... Every segment starts with a trivia question and ends with the answer. <laughs> that could be you know, springboard is our our success.
2: The average woman's dress size in the United States currently sixteen. That's average. That's the average is sixteen. Now,
1: is it an average or a medium? It's an average. Because if everybody's a size four, except there's one woman who weighs a million pounds, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.